0: To Cyberology, Dakota State's podcast for all things cyber and technology. I'm Jen Burris. And today we have a couple of guests with us um, Director of International Programs, Nicole Claussen, and International Admissions Specialist, Holly McFarlane. Uh, welcome, ladies. How are you today? Good. Thank you. It's really nice to be here.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Okay. So, why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about your backgrounds?
1: Um, my name is Nicole Klassen, and I'm currently the Director of International Programs here at Dakota State. Um, I've been working in this field for about 20 years. Uh, prior to that, I was a middle school teacher,
0: oh, so wow. always
1: been in the field of education. I mm-hmm. uh, definitely enjoy working with the international students and sending our domestic students abroad.
0: What led you to do the transition from middle school teacher to international programs?
1: It, it was an easy transition. Mm-hmm. Still working with students, just a little bit older. Um, still having a lot of interactions. So, sure. Yeah.
2: Excellent. What about you, Holly? Um, well, I am an international admissions specialist here at DSU. I kind of got into the field of international education through teaching English speakers of other languages. Uh-huh. So um, that's what I did my undergraduate degree in. Um, following that, I um, taught English in Kyrgyzstan in the Peace Corps for a year until COVID kind, kind of. Put his stuff a <laughs> yeah, okay. to all things international, Absolutely, lots of international yeah. travel. Um, so I came back to Ohio. I'm from Michigan, and mm-hmm. I got my master's in international education. And so this was my first job after getting that degree. Okay, so, excellent. Well, yeah. we're happy to have you here. Happy to be here.
0: <laughs> okay, so why don't you tell me a little bit about both of your roles in international uh, programming and what you kind of do.
1: Um, so... Uh, Our entire office works through the entire process of applicants. Mm -hmm. So it starts when they possibly inquire and want information. And then throughout the application process and all of their documents. And then once they've been accepted, we send them their immigration paperwork. Mm -hmm. So Holly and I work together on that process. And then um, once they get here, we do a lot with them. We want to make them feel welcome. We want to make sure they have a successful experience while they're here. And then even when they graduate, they continue to be our F1 students while they go out and work um, for one to three Mm -hmm. years. So that entire process is um, serviced by the International Programs Office. Where Holly and I are at. And then I think I'll let Holly talk a little bit about the study abroad side of our yeah. office. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, so I do lots of the admission processing, like Nicole said, international credential evaluation, um, admissions decisions. I also work with the study abroad side of things. Uh-huh. So um, I think we'll probably discuss it a little bit later, but I advise students on what programs might uh, fit for them to go study abroad for semester programs or summer programs or even faculty-led week-long programs. Okay. So yeah, that's another aspect of what I do here. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Probably something
0: that um, people don't always think of immediately when they hear international programming.
2: Yes, yes. Um, I think that it's I think it's lots of people are surprised, I think, when they hear that international programs doesn't just do incoming students but Mm -hmm. also sends U.S. students to. I think we have over 20 countries we can send students to. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you name a few of those countries? Sure. Thailand, um, pretty much all of the U.K., Mm -hmm. Italy, um, Kenya. I'd love to get a student to go to Kenya. That was was my goal, one of my goals when I was here. Um, Spain. um, Can you... Most of Europe, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we have Japan, Thailand, oh, Australia, wow. is Australia, mm-hmm. Austria. Yep. Uh, Germany, most of so Europe. Quite a variety. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we really have a lot of variety. And, yep. and and a lot of students think that that is something that is out of reach for them. Mm-hmm. They don't think, oh, I can't afford it, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the programs that we work with are very affordable. Mm-hmm. You, they still pay their tuition to DSU. Mm-hmm. It's just the housing. And depending on the country they pick, the housing may be the same as Madison, South Dakota. Oh, wow. So we're really trying to get the word out and, and let the students know that it isn't um there aren't financial barriers to mm-hmm. some of the locations, and then of course, Holly always you know really expands on what it can do for their resume, mm-hmm. their um, potential for making new contacts for possible jobs when they graduate. There's just so much out there mm-hmm. um and just the global perspective that they're gaining and what that can bring bring to the table once they get a job
0: absolutely, so um what is it like working with students from all over the world
1: Uh, i think it's amazing you know as i said i started as a middle school teacher didn't really know a lot about international education Um, it's amazing you learn so much about their country you learn the cultures you know If you haven't traveled outside the U.S., you just think everybody acts like an American, everybody lives the same way, Mm -hmm. basically, and you just learn to, you appreciate all the perspectives they bring, you appreciate the the cultural things that they share with the domestic students and the community of Madison. Um, It really has taught me to... It's taught me that Americans really could take some lessons from some other countries mm-hmm. on a lot of things, and I know that sounds horrible, but the 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 way of life that these students come from is so different than here um, and it it's amazing and and i people that were get to know these international students mm-hmm. really learn a lot from them I think
2: yeah, every day in our office is really different I mean I think we interact with students from over 25 different countries mm-hmm. um so really it's, it's a good lesson in intercultural competency for sure and those communication skills um are huge but like Nicole said I mean they share so many interesting aspects of living in different cultures like sharing um our international club will do holiday and cultural mm-hmm. celebrations from different countries I think we've done like Diwali and a Chinese New Year and things like that and, and I love that we can kind of help bring that to campus and, and expose other students to that because I definitely agree like it's important to travel it's important to go to different cultures because especially when students are 18 19 20 maybe it's the first time they're away from home and they're starting to think about like who do I want to be what do I want my identity to be like what are some of the values that I want to hold and when mm-hmm. you're exposed to people from different cultures you start to realize oh there are choices here there are other ways that I can exist and live in other values that I can hold and I think that that's incredibly valuable for international students coming here, and especially for U.S. students going abroad. Mm -hmm. Definitely, like, a
0: life-learning experience, Mm -hmm. and probably an educational one for everyone um, as you get to know different customs and practices of different cultures.
1: Definitely. Life-altering for a lot of our students when they come back, even from a three-week faculty-led or a semester or a year-long, it is life-altering. It really is in in a lot of ways.
0: And if you can do that when you're in college Mm and still be getting credits and Mm -hmm. accessing um, new resources, I mean can't go wrong can you (laughs) yeah we work
1: really hard so it doesn't delay their graduation holly Mm -hmm. spends a lot of time with the students picking out the classes um some of them think oh i just want to graduate well you can still graduate on time and Mm -hmm. fit this into your schedule Mm -hmm. so that's we work really hard on that before they leave
2: okay and no matter what their major is we have a program that can fit their major and their program requirements so yeah so it's definitely possible for all of the majors on campus okay We to arts and
0: sciences, everything in between. Got it. So how do you deal with some of the barriers? I mean, international students, you have different time zones and people up at different hours of the night because it's daytime for them. How do you deal with those scenarios? Um,
1: I do have a a lot of meetings that I get up and do from home in my pajamas. (laughs) If I have to meet with someone, you can't always expect them to... Be up at four in the morning. So, yeah, I mean, it is a juggling act. Um, when our students come here, it's a huge adjustment for them. Um, and, you know, as we travel and recruit, we have to be very aware of these cultural differ- differences that exist and 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 make sure that we don't insult them. or mm-hmm. um, And our students, when they come, we have a lot of conversations about what are you experiencing that is really culturally different how can we help you like i said we our office is really the student services for all the internationals Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. and
0: so how do you um do you have any advice for people in interacting with international students
2: and how they can help uh, make them feel more comfortable or welcome i think an open-minded attitude is the most critical thing an open-minded and a curious attitude because Mm -hmm. if you come at those conversations with like respect and curiosity um, then hopefully you can learn and they can share with you the best way to kind of have those interactions and I mean you're going to make mistakes I think when you're the first time that you're talking across cultural barriers I think that's inevitable but if you come at it if both parties come at it with an attitude of respect then hopefully there can be a lot of learning and actual communication that occurs there is Mm -hmm. what I would say.
1: Right. And these students love to share. Mm-hmm. They love to talk about home. They're homesick and they like to share with the domestic students um, things about their culture. They have pride and it just, mm-hmm. it just exudes from them and, and they want to share and, and expose these students to what their day-to-day is like.
0: Very cool. Uh, so, Nicole, you've been in international programming for about 20 years. How has technology impacted things as it's advanced? <laughs>
1: Um, well, there's little things, you know, we didn't have virtual visits 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So now these students sometimes would come and all they would have seen is a picture of the campus or a picture of a snowy field in the middle of South Dakota. Um, now we do virtual visits. We have a lot better, um, uh, video of our campuses. So that mm-hmm. has really helped. Um, the virtual visits are, uh, have really increased, Partially due to COVID, but they still mm-hmm. really have kept growing since COVID. Also, um, I think yeah. that would probably be the biggest technology advance: mm-hmm. um, sending mm-hmm. everything through email as opposed to using a courier <laughs> and paying a hundred dollars to send them their paperwork. Oh wow! Oh yeah, it's so it's cost-saving it's measures. A lot of cost-saving measures, just sending everything via email. Or, I mean, that's that's. Yeah, that was another COVID thing, but it stuck, so... Um, nice budget. <laughs> very nice uh, addition, addition to my budget. <laughs> Thousands. Oh, wow. Absolutely. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: So approximately how many different um, countries do our students come from?
1: Well, of our I international. Last, population. I think last year we were at 27. Mm-hmm. And um, looking at our list of new students coming in this fall... I think we get to add a few more to that. Oh, that's um, exciting! A couple exciting new countries um, mm-hmm. that we will get to add, uh, purchase a flag for, and mm-hmm. add to our our list. Um, the new ones this year would be Latvia,
2: mm-hmm. Azerbaijan, um, um, and last year we added Azerbaijan. Oh. Azerbaijan is in the Caucasus region, so it's like further east than Eastern Europe. I'm pretty sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. Last year we added Uzbekistan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, every year we add a few new countries. And it's, you know, one or two students, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's still fun to to get to know a new area of the world. Absolutely. And
2: we're seeing increases in Ghana, especially Ghana, and even Nigeria. So, yeah. Excellent.
0: So... um, Why is it important to have an international population on campus?
1: Well, I'll start with that and let Holly add to it. Um, We've touched on it a bit already, but um, some of our domestic students haven't left the country. Some of them Mm -hmm. haven't left the Midwest. Mm -hmm. So I think for them to be able to communicate with some of these students in the classroom and then what these students can add to classroom discussions, they add a whole new perspective and it's a global perspective and as these students then graduate and go out to work for these companies that are global, mm-hmm. they've at least been exposed to a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's one of the bigger, bigger reasons. And I think that um, our students need to realize when they go work for these companies, they, they need to know how to appreciate these cultural differences mm-hmm. Um, and have, having been exposed to them is makes it a much easier, faster transition. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, exactly.
2: Especially with a lot of the majors on DSU's campus, like with the technology mm-hmm. focus, like lots of the technology sector is very globalized. So, I mean, it's across all majors that it's important, um, but especially, I mean, those skills will suit you in all of the every fields. field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, So Holly, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the study abroad
2: opportunities for DSU students? I think that is something that a lot of people maybe don't know as much about. Yeah, for sure. So all of our options for study abroad are, you can find through our DSU study abroad page. We partner with two organizations. One is called KEI and one is called Magellan. Mm -hmm. Um, Each of those have different countries, sometimes they're overlapping, but different countries that students can be sent to. Um, if you, if students want to know more information, they can obviously contact our office, come to international programs, but they can also look at that website and really get a very detailed, um, just very detailed idea of what it would look like cost-wise, what locations they have, what courses are available. All of that is available to students right now through the website. So that's why they can of. get started on their own this summer. They, they can get started on research. I hope they will reach out, to <laughs> reach out and go through our office eventually. But, yeah, it's, it's, all of that information is there for them. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And um, so what would people be surprised to know about international programs?
1: Hmm.
2: That's a good question.
1: Um, sometimes people are surprised at the number of countries that we do have represented mm-hmm. on campus. You know, we've got a few... Um, Larger numbers from, say, India or Ethiopia. So they think, oh, maybe we have five or six countries represented. But I think we're going to be closer to 30 for the fall 23 semester. That's surprising. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, that students said that there's a lot of rules. When the students come, they're on a student visa, an Mm -hmm. F1 visa. And they have a lot of rules they have to follow. They can't work off campus. They can't take online classes. Um, they, um, they... Yeah. Working off campus is huge. When they graduate, they then can go for three years and work in their field, and they're still an F1 student through DSU.
0: Okay. And so what's that like? And do you uh, continue communication and interaction with some of those students?
1: Yes. We have about 90 right now that are all over the country Mm -hmm. working in their field of study for three years if they're STEM. And during that time, they are still our F1 students. And um, have to check in regularly with me. Okay. Um, there's alerts that pop up in the system, in the immigration system, and different processes they have to follow throughout that and different paper things they have to submit. Mm-hmm. So, yes, very much we are still serving those students when they're out working um, after graduation.
0: Okay. And what's it like to see them kind of go out and be successful in their fields?
1: It, it is really fun. These students come out of DSU very well-equipped to... Um, take on a variety of jobs. They go out and they, of course, earn a lot of money. They Mm -hmm. do very well. They grow. Um, They change titles frequently because that's something I have to track, too. So I (laughs) see this. Um, uh, They represent DSU very well all over the United States.
0: That's exciting. Um, Is there anything else that you can think of that we haven't talked about?
1: No, I think we've pretty much touched on everything.
0: Okay, so um, what's the best way for people to contact you guys if they want to learn more about um, international
2: programming? Our webpage (laughs) is critical uh, DSU International Admissions. Um, You can contact us at our email, DSU emails.
1: um, Stop by our office. We're located Mm -hmm. in the Learning Engagement Center. There's a big sign that says International Programs. You can come in there and find any one of us, and we would love to have, even if they're just interested in learning about the program, maybe interested in joining the international club. Mm-hmm. It isn't just for internationals. We would love to have more domestic students. Um, we also, uh, international students have started a badminton club, a cricket club. They've really expanded the international club, mm-hmm. so if any domestics are interested in in joining any of those, um, we definitely would love them just to stop into our um, offices and, and find out what they're interested in learning, whether it's study abroad or joining some of our clubs where they could meet international students.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for both being guests today. I appreciate it. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe.